Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here of Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me and waking me up this morning, as well as giving me the activities of my lambs. I also want to thank my loyal listeners for tuning in, listening to the show, and for some reason today, I was really procrastinating, and I don't even have all of my gadgets and gadgets plugged up and battery charged, so that's on me. So excuse me if you see other parts of my body as I'm trying to grab and plug things up and all this other stuff, because I get that. So again, today I want to thank you for joining in. If you listened to this show yesterday, we were talking about some things, and some things were coming to my attention, and I thought about something that I saw on Facebook, and it was talking about evil spirits. And I said I wanted to do a show as it relates to evildoers. Now, we talk about evildoers, and that's not just basically calling an individual evil, but there are some things that are happening in our world that we're seeing either in our own homes, on television, just did a training last Friday about secondary trauma. And it was interesting because individuals don't realize how trauma can impact their lives or the life of another person, because sometimes we carry that trauma and that baggage, whether it's from a past relationship, whether it's from something that happened in childhood, whether it's something we witnessed. Sometimes we think we may minimize things, but it's still stored somewhere. And like the old saying goes, if it's in you, it's going to come out of you, whether it's out of your mouth and what you say to other people or going to be demonstrated in your behavior, but we need to do something about it. Now, today's topic is entitled Troubled Times, and I'm going to go over, and I said, in this world we are living in, what is a believer to do as we watch, we listen, we experience the hurt, the pain, the death, the discord, the parent-child relational issues? There's so much going on. So what is a believer to do? Now, there's a saying that trouble don't last always, but this has been going on for quite some time. And a lot of things we know is scripture, biblical. You know, my mother used to say, keep living. I didn't know what that meant, so I started seeing things manifest itself. Now, so when we say that, what do you do and who do you turn to when you're going through? I had a pastor, he used to say, either we're going through we in it, or we going to go through it. So then my question is, how do you handle this when you're going through some trouble? Now, trouble can vary. It means different things to different people. So sometimes our people may not view their situation as a problem because they can be used to it. I want to read something that I wrote as I was putting the information out on the show on Pulp for Facebook. And one of the things that I said, I said, are you experiencing trouble in your life? You don't know what to do. The way it can manifest itself, the way it appears, who do you talk to? I remember as a kid when I knew I was in trouble with my mother. I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> and so my point is that had nothing has nothing to do with some of the trials and the tribulations and the adversities that many individuals are experiencing. Now, yesterday's show was interesting. Hey, Carmel, how you doing, Sister Long? 
Nice to see you on there. If you have any questions, type it in on Facebook. You can join me on Facebook, or you can call in on the show if you have something to say as it relates to this topic in regards to troubled times. Because, like I said, so many individuals are experiencing a great deal of stuff, and sometimes individuals feel hopeless, helpless. And I can truly say as a therapist, as I'm doing this show, my phone is still just ringing, and I'm clicking and texting and telling people I'll call them back. Because as these individuals are connecting with me, they're not all connected just to say, hey, Jeanette, my life is great. It's because they're going through or they're experiencing something. Now, therapy can work, but you got to do the work. A lot of times individuals will run to a therapist or call a therapist or contact a therapist because they, they have this unrealistic expectation as if a therapist could have perhaps wave a magic wand. It don't work like that. It's unpackaging some of this stuff that people may be holding on to that may be troubling them at the time and trying to unpack it in layers so that they can function and live a productive life. And I'm not saying that it's easy because for some individuals it's not easy, but it's doable. Karma says, hello, I'm doing well, and I'm glad to see you as well. You know, crazy, Karma, because I have not seen you face-to-face since you was a teenager. You was about 18 years old. <laughs> so you know that was a long time ago. That was like a good night. No, I think when I came to visit with the kids, I don't know if you were there or not. So I may be wrong on that. But I'm glad to know that you're doing well, Chip. So thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. Now, when we're talking about this, I'm trying to find some information and with this information that I had, it had a lot to do with we talk about troubled times. Now, when I was doing a show yesterday, and it was entitled Aging Gracefully, one of the callers called in and kind of was upset a little bit, see my, per my perception. And when we were talking about aging, she was sharing how the information wasn't accurate because he went into details of how some individuals are being treated on the work or at the workplace as they may be seniors to other individuals. And that is a problem. It is definitely a problem because we have individuals entering the workforce at an older age and they're competing for positions and there's this disconnect between individuals of age versus the younger individuals. And so we have to try to figure out how we can make this work, you don't have to be that way. And kind of like I said when I said that trouble don't last always, and I'm about to break out my Bible in a minute. I'm waiting on some of the individuals that are supposed to be calling in to help me with this show. Now, I just want to share just what I'm looking at, and it talks about 10 Bible verses that can help you get through difficult times. Because when a person is going through something, it seems like it is hard to focus as well as hard to function. I remember when I was going through things with my business, and my God brother, keep him in prayer, Delano Blackwell, he used to say, sis, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. I was like, I don't want to hear that. I need some money. I need $10,000. I got to do this. I got to do this. This person mess with me. And all I was doing was letting that stuff manifest in my body. When it led to high blood pressure, stress, relational issues, 
it just it wasn't making the situation better. So, but he kept telling me, "Sis, you gonna be okay." Now I'm looking at the show on here. It says loading editor. Please wait. I don't know what I did. I guess I clicked on something. Hopefully I didn't mess the show up, but that's okay. I'm gonna keep it rolling. So I'm waiting to see where the other people are. They're supposed to be calling in. It's about the ten Bible verses to help you when you're going through a difficult time. Some individuals will say, where is God? Where was God at the airport in Dallas? When the woman came out, shooting in the air. Where was God when these things was happening in schools? Where God when people are having relationship issues, whether they're dealing with their marriage, whether they're dealing with parent-child relationship issues. There's so much stuff going on, so we start questioning things. One is Psalms 9, verse 9-10. The Lord is the refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. So one of the things is, as you know, Tuesday is the day when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where on Mondays I talk about a variety of things, but on Tuesdays it's more focused in regards to biblical and scriptural issues or things that are in the Bible. Now, I am not a Bible scholar, and I don't proclaim to be, but when we start talking about scriptures and standing on the word of God, that I believe in. Now, with Philippians 4.19, it says, And my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. That one is interesting because when we in trouble, and it's like the, the old scene, I remember the, the show with the, the little girl and her brother, the, ooh, I'm telling mama, you know, and that young man as a teenager that was doing teenage things, I just, that's my mama. He knew he was in trouble. But just to hear his sister Dee Dee say that, that was like one of those things that, uh-uh, <laughs> this could be a problem. So when we start talking about these Bible verses, it can help you find comfort during difficult times by focusing on faith and the word of God to encourage you. Because sometimes we need that. We need somebody to tell us it's going to be okay. Because that's where I was going when I was talking about my, my guy, Brother Blackwell. He would tell me that, but I was like, oh, you know, it's going to be okay. It don't feel okay. I don't think it's okay. These people doing this and this and this and this and this. But it's hard to make it through life whenever you're dealing with a difficult situation because it's personal. And I was talking a little bit about therapy. Sometimes I have to remind myself that a crisis for my client is not a crisis for me. It's not my crisis. Meaning I have to be able to function in order to be able to help them with the situation that they're dealing with. Now, when the person is dealing with that, you know that God is there and you know he is listening. And you know that sometimes we need that as a reminder. So with these Bible verses, they can help you through the hard times with encouragement of God's promises. I got a book. I was looking for it. It's in my room somewhere. Messed up. And it talks about um, God's promises. And I like to use that when I'm doing this show. Because learning and leaning on God is the best thing that we can do. I'm calling my God brother. When my mama was alive, I'm calling my mama. My daddy was alive, I'm calling my daddy. I'm calling all these people to try to help me with this. But I needed to trust and believe in God. Now, I hope that you can find comfort in some of these verses, no matter what hard times you're going through. But you've got to remember, 
one of the things that we do, we have a bad habit of trying to the words or change the words to make it fit our situation. And it may not be something that we are understanding right now. That's why I say lean not on your own understanding. Now, some of the two, two of the verses I've already talked about. But here's another one in Psalm 3, or Psalm 32, verse 7 to 8. It says, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from the trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Sometimes, I mean, I'll, I'll never get out of client say, Jesus, take the wheel, because I don't have no driver's license. I say, Lord, take the wheel, because you know I can't see at night. <laughs> so my point is, when we know that we have someone that we can lean on, trust, believe in, counsel us, then we can have a sense of assurance that, no, I, I can't get through this. Another one is First Peter 5-7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Sometimes we're calling our friends. We put all our business on social media. They really don't want to hear what you got to say sometimes because sometimes the friends don't know what to do. We really don't know what to do. We don't know what to say. We don't know how to help you get through. So just to put it out there, it's not that a person don't care. It's sometimes they don't know how to help you, and that's okay. And in Romans eight eighteen, it says, for I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. My niece called me the other day to tell me about the passing of one of her cousins. I had already saw it, and I was trying to get in touch with their family members. And we're experiencing, I like this cousin. So I had to change the color. I have to change the color of the cup today. But we are experiencing so many trials and tribulations, and we're going through so many difficult things. And, and, you know, when we're looking at all of these people that are passing, it's like looking at a picture, and most of the people are gone. They don't have to deal with some of the stuff that we're dealing with anymore. anymore. You know, we're still trying to figure it out, and they say, well, you're trying to figure it out. God is working it out. When I'm watching CNN or streaming it, because apparently between me and Ryder, the remote control been gone for about eight months. My daughter said, if we don't find the remote, she's going to turn off the cable TV because we have to watch. I'm laughing, but it ain't funny. So uh, this weekend, I need to tear this house up because if Ryder and I do not find the remote control, we won't have cable anymore because my daughter said, if you ain't watched cable at eight bucks, you don't need to be watching cable. So we, we can't find a remote, so we can't turn the, the TV channels. So um, in regard to, um, here's another one. In Josiah 1, verse chapter 1, 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That is a powerful scripture you know that you have the Lord with you wherever you go. You know, when I was with my godbrother and I'm at a restaurant bar with him and, you know, I'm watching the people and I'm sitting here like, Lord, don't let nobody come up here shooting, don't let nobody. But then I check my Facebook and I see that there was a shooting in San Pedro and 
I'm watching all of these different events. So it's like, can we go somewhere? Can we have some peace? Do we have to just be fighting and shooting? And, and what's going on? And what's in the mind of these individuals? Are they doing it to get attention? Are they doing it to get their 10 minutes of fame of being on the news? But it's just so going on. But then I have to remember that my Lord God is with me wherever I go, wherever I go. And in Mark 9:23, it says, and Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for those are the ones who believe. Anything is possible. Now, you guys know my mouth gets dry when I'm talking, so I be trying to, I don't want to call folks and put them on blast, but I'm about to in a minute because I don't know where Miss Linda is, and she was supposed to help me with this show. So let me give Miss Linda a call, and I'm not prank calling nobody, but let me give her a call and find out where she is because I like to get some input from other people. Now, if you want to join in on this show, give me a call at 516-387-1914. And I know I hey. posted Where you at? I'm going to go to the store real quick. i got to go pick up something. Uh, uh, my pharmacy is inside the store, so I have to go get my medicine. You were supposed to join me as we were talking about this topic today, and I said evildoers, and I kind of changed it over a little bit to just troubled times. So as you are on your way out the door and I got you on speakerphone, I want you to give the listeners some input in regards to, you know, when they say troubles don't last always and how individuals are going through troubled times and you've lived long enough, you're going to show yesterday, talking about aging gracefully and the times. What are you, what are some of the things that you can, and I talked about Revelations, how I didn't even want to read the book of Revelations because I didn't want to know all this stuff. Girl, that's like watching a scary movie to me when you start talking about Revelations. So I had to bring up my Bible so I can go through some things. When we start talking about troubled times, what are some of the things that you're seeing that you know that individuals are going through? Oh, it's so much. And that it's like, you know, uh, the shootings, the, uh, the, the, the still the killings and, 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 and the weather even. Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, my God, it's all so much going on right now. You know, nothing surprises me anymore. The deaths. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody come to me today, say somebody passed away. It's not even a big thing. I mean, it's a big thing, but you just don't have know what to say no more. <laughs> you really don't. <laughs> you don't know what to say no more. You know, you say your condolences. You do all the things you're supposed to do. But my Lord, it's so much death in each of our families mm-hmm. and friends. You know that. Mm-hmm. And it's just trouble everywhere. And then, like, like the sickness, the, the monkey pop. Girl, when I saw that, I was like, it's like when I saw that, I thought of the chicken pops from years ago with the monkey pops. And when I started looking at the pus coming out of people's skin, I said, oh, my God. You know, back in the 70s, we were oh, yeah. dealing with the mumps and the measles, and now we got the monkey pops. Right, and then, like, these things they're putting out here, to me, they're putting out here. And uh, they're bringing it in here, and they, they're just making money to me off of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is just so corrupt, mm-hmm. everything to me. The world ain't the same no more, and it ain't been in a long, long time. And you, people need to wake up and realize that mm-hmm. we are living in 
trouble time. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, I had, it was in June, uh, my friend Anthony Austin celebrated his birthday, and I went to go visit his mother. And his mother was, was interesting. I wish I, I have her number, too, and I need to call her. I should have called her. I don't want to be here no more. I, I can't deal with this world no more. This is not my world. And I was, I like talking to seniors because you can learn a lot from talking to older people. She was like, oh, my friends are gone. Things are happening. She was like, I don't like this. I don't. And it wasn't that she was suicidal. It wasn't that she was talking about dying. What she was talking about was all these the troubles in the world. You know, and then I think about all of these old school church songs, you know, can't sleep at night, Jesus, he'll fix it, you know. But then we waiting, like, and it's, it's getting worse, or is it not getting worse? Was it already here, and it just wasn't spoken about? Because even when we go back to the Bible, which is the book of instructions before leaving earth, if all of this stuff is documented, why we got to be so hard-headed? <laughs> Right, that's the point right there because people care to ignore the, the, what's happening around them. People that haven't even started to open their eyes today. Uh, I don't live for the men and um, people in this world anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I live for God on today because they, the, the, you can't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. The government, the, the all the politicians, the police. You can't trust nobody no more. Mm-hmm. So you've got only God. If you don't have God in your life, I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe God in God, then you need to go believe in somebody because this world is over as we know it. Well, and that's the thing. Any better. Trust me on that. We are so busy into trusting and believing in man, and man will deceive you. Man will deceive you. And, you know, sometimes we start believing in our money. Girl, they got Bitcoin, digital. People don't even want your cash no more. I can go somewhere with some cash, and they just look at me like, uh, we, we can't break that. Well, I'm like, really? You know, so it, it's crazy. And I'm looking at the book of Revelation, and I'm looking at the second chapter, and there's something that and it says, I know thy work and thy, and thy labor. And it says, and thy patience, and how thy cast not bear them which are evil. But thou hast tried them which they say are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. And that's kind of what you're talking about. And it says, and hast bone and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored and not in, it says, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. That scripture right there is powerful because with all of the stuff that is going on, people have left their first love, which is the church, and started putting all their faith and belief in other people, and it ain't going well. That's true. That's true. Beauty is taking over. You know, you, you can't, some people can't even go outside without their lashes on or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, but my God, don't put all your beliefs and hope. You know, people just idolize beauty. <laughs> that is true. It's, it's all kind of things that you can idol mm-hmm. and, 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 and don't even be aware of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is. And then, and 
sooner you figure out what that is, the better you off you'll be. about evildoers yesterday, and I wasn't just to be calling people evil, but there's some spirits that are flowing around here, and, you know, and I had found something that I had read yesterday on the show, and I want to read it again because I had screenshot it and made a copy of it when it talks about First Timothy, and that's where he was talking about the dangers of the last days. And you should know this, Timothy, in the last days, there will be very difficult times. For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving, and they will slander others. You know, when you hear things about you and think, I'm like, I didn't do that. I, you know, so the slandering of others and have no self-control. And that is huge. They will be cruel, and they will. The families. Remember, we used to have families that that was togetherness. It's no togetherness in families anymore, Jeanette. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, and, and and it's just like going every which way, but the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't even eat at the dinner table no more. We eat at the kids eat all over the house. Mm-hmm. Just little things like that mm-hmm. make a difference to me. Mm-hmm. Because it shouldn't be that way. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, man. You know, I'm talking about this, this topic. And my godbrother just sent me, not my godbrother, my brother-in-law sent me a text asking me what's going on with the sound in regards to the show. Something, it's like, girl, it's been some evil, some weird spirits been happening around me. Really weird spirits. Uh, yeah. You and know, I don't know. So. with, I started this show, because remember I switched the topic from evildoers to troubled times, on the board is saying, troubled times, loading editor, please wait. I don't even know if the show is even being recorded because something that happened with the switchboard. So if people are calling in, it's not letting them. Now, on Facebook, every few seconds, it kept reconnect, reconnect, reconnect. So it's kind of one of those things like, you know, they say when you can make an impact, influence, empower you a threat, it's saying trying to reconnect due to poor wireless connection. So it keeps making me go in and out. So I don't even know what this show is even going to sound like. So, Will, if you're listening to me, I don't know what's going on. But apparently something don't want this information out because. See, that's what it is. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't want to say it. But yeah. Yeah. Something when you're speaking the truth on the, what's happening. Yeah, because it's saying, loading editor, please wait. And so if he wouldn't have told me, I wouldn't have even have known that something was going on because I saw when the switchboard changed, but I'm like, really? Really? So, and, and it says, this is the thing, this is interesting, cruel and they hate what's good. See, when you're doing good and you're trying to be live righteous, you always go be under attack. Yes, I know. <laughs> trust me, and that's the way. I'm, that's the position I'm in today. I'm trying to re- reconnect. Mm-hmm. You know, with the with, with my Bible, with my God, with my church. I'm just trying to reconnect and regroup myself. Mm-hmm. I, I I I'm trying to do me over mm-hmm. for God's sake in it because like. 
We ain't got long. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. We ain't got long. And you better get it right while you can. Mm-hmm. Because you don't, God giving you a chance to get it right. You see all the destruction and all the chaos. You see the fire. It's a big fire over here. Girl. Not far from me. That done burned, I don't know how many thousands of acres. All the kids shooting in the schools. All the uh, police brutality. All of that is in the Bible. Everything you read in Revelation is coming to pass. Mm-hmm. It is. That's why I used to say, I stayed away. This is the first time in my adulthood that I opened it up to Revelation because I didn't want to deal with this. <laughs> not going to even lie. Yeah. And you ain't even got to read it no more. True. That is true. It's right there. It's right in our faces every day. Mm-hmm. That is you true. Know? So it's like the old thing goes. Dr. Phil used to say either you go deal with it or it's going to deal with you. It's going to be one or the other. And then it goes on to say, like I said, all my gadgets are even going dead on my battery. It even goes on to say, if they will betray their friends, be reckless, and puffed up with pride. We've got so many individuals to where it is hard for them to even just say, I'm sorry, I apologize. Just based on their pride. And it indicates that it loves pleasures rather than God. You know, even though we're dealing with COVID, you've got individuals that still don't want to sit still. They still want to go do what they want to do, go where they want to go, be where they want to be, and dealing with these these pleasures. They will act, it says they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Sometimes we got to stay away from people like that. And this is just not one particular person. we got to sometimes stay away from people as well as stay away from things. Uh-huh. And sometimes that is hard for individuals because we get used to it. It's like the old said, you know, back in the day, girl, I would love when my mama would make some chitlins and some pig feet. Girl, I eat that stuff now, it might kill me. <laughs> right, right. And then that's another thing that's going on. The food is not even all right anymore. Nope. And look at the food shortage. You guys better wake up. Look at the food shortage. There's some places where they sell chicken, don't have chicken. I know, I know. You know, look at the look at the little things like that. That's not little, but the meat is disappearing yeah. because the animal. Yep. Yeah. It's not William, even any good Kat no more. They're doing process. They make it up, shooting them with needles and all these things. Cat Williams did a show, um, a comedy show one day, and I was laughing, and he was saying, "How do we don't have? How is there a shortage on chicken wings, but not a shortage on chicken legs? How do we get the legs yeah. from chicken wings? That don't even make sense." Now, we got a caller calling in, so somebody was able to make it through. Let me log on this person. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Persons of Dissonance, Love Talk Radio, number NN81. How are you doing? I'm all right, Jeanette. How are you doing? It's me, Gilbert. How are you doing? Oh, uh, we're doing well, Gilbert. We're talking about today's topic, trouble, and some of the things that people are experiencing, going through, been through, seeing, witnessing. It's just got a lot of background noise, Gilbert. Now, I was saying that I had um, attended a training on Friday and was talking about secondary trauma. And some individuals are not aware of how witnessing, watching, experiencing things, how it can do a lot to your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, all of that. Based on your experience. And sometimes we're dealing with people that have troubled spirits. You know, like you 
said earlier, Linda, sometimes mm-hmm. people coming to us and they're troubled. We don't know what to say. We don't know Not what anymore. to say. And sometimes we say, well, baby, you know, I, like old people would say, oh, baby, it's going to be all right. Oh, baby, it's going to get better. Really? You know, I'm, I'm watching things to where most of the people, I know more people deceived than I do that's alive. Right. And, that's and then crazy. I don't even tell people that it's getting better uh, uh, mm-hmm. because it's not. Mm-hmm. The world is not better. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't even know what to say to you anymore. <laughs> I don't. These words, I just don't. These when somebody comes to me and asks me something, like, I know I should answer, and mm-hmm. I know I know the answer, mm-hmm. but I can't lie. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's not better. You know, Linda. Your it, situation might get a little better, but this world is gone as we know it, like I said. You know, Linda. If you don't believe me, look around you. I live every day. Linda, that's interesting. You said that. Ooh, I can see this. <laughs> I, was at the cafe, I was at the casino this weekend because that's my... My place of solace. That's my, when I go to the casino, and it ain't about winning money. I just like to go because I like the entertainment. I like the music, even though I was playing Mexican-Spanish music. I got to listen to Mexican-Spanish music in Compton and have a woman waking me up on Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock talking about tamales, tamales, you know. Well, I got to listen to the Mexican band every time. Now, but what I was going to say is I was sitting at the blackjack table, and the lady came to the table, and she just looked at me. And she said, ma'am, she said, I've been through so much. She said, my mama died a couple of weeks ago, I mean, a couple of months ago. My daughter got COVID. My, and she just sat there, and I don't know what it was that she felt comfortable sitting there. And she wouldn't even sit next to me, between us. But she just broke down from the death of her mama to her daughter being sick. She don't know if her sister's going to, I mean, if her daughter's going to die, her losing her house to her. And as a therapist, I'm so used to hearing so much stuff, all I could tell that woman was like, wow, let's have some fun. That's all I can do. Because, you know, I experienced some of the things that she experienced, but sometimes people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear, it's going to be okay. Show me it's going to be okay. And we don't have the tools for that. Now, I'm looking at something, and it says people also ask, what does the Bible say about troubled times? Now, and I indicated in Psalms 9, chapter 9, verse 9 through 10, the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And in Psalms 34, 10, it also indicates, those who seek the Lord lack no good things. And in Isaiah 26, 3 to 4, those minds and keep in peace because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God, you will have an everlasting rock. Now, that's powerful, that rock. You know, and it goes back to that gospel song, I, I turn to the rock, I lean on the rock. Because a lot of times we don't know, like, what, what do we do? And then it says, what does the Bible say about peace during troubled times? Because all we want is some peace. Well, the other day when we came back from the casino, I was told, it's a shame how you don't let stuff bother you, how when you know I'm upset, you can still go in there and go to sleep. I'm at peace. 
When I know I've done all that I can do, when I know how to separate my stuff from somebody else's stuff, honey, I'm going to count it all joy. I'm going to be at peace. My niece was talking to me yesterday about how when I went to my house, I was so, when I walked in and heard what my grandson said, and I looked at my son, Linda, it took everything, perhaps in my power, for me not to be on the news. My niece said, my niece said, Auntie, you walked out of this house like it was no problem. Like nothing. You just, you just, it scared me. <laughs> she was like, she was like, she, my niece was like, you were so calm. Because at first I said, I looked at my son, I said, I'm about to F you up. <laughs> Girl. Too. I had to just go. I just said, just get out of my house, honey. I had to catch. Girl, I didn't want no. I didn't want no witnesses. I didn't want no. I told my go, baby, go take these kids. It's gonna be me and this sucker right here. You got to get yourself. See, that that was the best choice you ever. You know, because they expect the badness from They did, but I walked out. They expect what you're going to do next. Like, oh, she has she's going to go off and all this time. So they expect it. They want it. If you ask me, I ain't give Girl, it. Linda, I, I can't give all the details. I cannot give yeah, all the details. But okay. I will tell you later. But, girl, when I walked out that house, I, if, I'll put it to you like this. If, I, if the gene would have came out of me, mm-hmm. I'd be in jail, girl. Yeah, I know that's right. That's what I'm dealing with this sucker. You got, you got, you got me jacked up. Nah, so nothing one. But I had that peace. I had that yeah. peace. And it said, you feel good with it. I mean, and then like you can tell mm-hmm. when a bad spirit is going to come. Oh yeah, I already knew. And start chaos with you, and that's what you don't want. It's, that chaos is a big word in the Bible. Well, first of all, uh, I knew as soon as the spirit hits the door. I know my day. You're not gonna take my joy today, man. You got to go in my uh, head. Uh, no, man. Man, we at the drive-in. The lights inside the car blinking on and off. Me and Drew, we ain't touching not a light. We just sitting there with the light blinking off and on. We go to Oceanside. The lights coming off and on. Fan coming on. We sitting there looking at each other like, who did that? <laughs> right. Okay. Right. This, then I'm trying to I, I'm trying to be proactive, right? I'm yeah. warning my son about these spirits. He don't want to listen. Girl, the spirit was in him. It, mm-hmm. I looked in his face, and it just looked demonic. My yeah. niece said, and "I've seen that in people before two or three times." My niece I don't say no names, but I have seen that. My niece said to me, "Auntie, he was a different person. He didn't even know." He didn't even remember. He didn't. But, girl, me and that spirit was, at first, we could have went toe-to-toe. My niece said, wait a minute, wait a minute, minute. my arthritis had been kicking my butt, right? She Uh said, auntie, wasn't even in pain. You snatched that thing out of his hand? Linda? Girl, like I said, yeah, honey, girl. You don't because you be that angry. You need not to do that. You be, but see, I, my blood pressure be so high, I, I have to calm down today. But, Linda, I, I walk, 
I walked into it. I wasn't yeah. mad. I walked into it. As soon as I walked mm-hmm. in the house, it was like, damn. And I'm like, I got y'all here. This going on, girl, this is just too much. So when we talk about peace, his peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Through the mountains, and it says, it says though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, for my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Girl, honey, I needed some compassion. Either I needed to need some compassion or I was going to need some bail money. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And I already, I already got that. My friend already told me, you know, I got your bail money. I'm like, I ain't gonna let that boy, uh, uh-uh. uh, because you know what? He keep on you go out in the street. Somebody else go do it. Cause he, he got me messed up. Well, give me one second. I'm trying to. I told you these doggone um, charges are going out on me. So when we start talking about these things, as it relates to um, what's going on in the world and the trouble. And I know I'm not the only one. I keep telling my son, you grown man, you are not a kid. And so there are so many individuals when I talk about kids turning on their parents, parents turning on their kids, that's what I have to think about is this right here is not worth it because I don't want to hurt my child. Uh Uh-oh. He really needs to leave me alone. He really needs to leave me alone and go somewhere. You know, parents say, go somewhere and sit down. Go over there and sit down somewhere. Because it's it's really sad, and it's saddening to me how some individuals are dealing with these types of things, and they don't know what to do, and they're afraid of their children. That's a whole other issue. That's sad, isn't it? It is. I've seen that a lot. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. I've never seen it as much as I've seen it as adult. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, this was weird to me because who's afraid of your children? A lot of people are. I know it. That's what I'm saying. That's because they became their children's friend. Mm -hmm. To me, that's to me. That's just me. Mm -hmm. You 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 can always be good and great with your uh, your kids. Mm-hmm. You can even be a friend, an uh, ear to your friend, mm-hmm. I mean, to your kids. But don't sit down there and drink and party with them. Correct. Correct. And, you know, and the thing is, I was really proud of my son, and I shouldn't have put it out there that I was proud of him, because what he did then was disappointed me. But it wasn't more of a disappointment, but I didn't want to set him up for failure, because knowing that I own a rehab, knowing that I'm very well acclimated in the behaviors of addiction, and I, I know the triggers, I know all of this. I'm one of the best resources for him, but yet he abuses it. And now he's even lost it because I, I'm like, I'm done, I'm done. Now, when we start talking about that, it says, what does the Bible say about kinds of distress? Because we deal with so much, whether it's relationship, whether it's, you know, we're dealing with hurt, we're dealing with pain, we're dealing with loss, we're dealing with grief. When we talk about distress, God gives us an open invitation to come upon him in our times of distress. And Psalm, it says, and call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glory with me. And it says, biblical history is, it says, when they talk about God's direct 
intervention in the lives of those who come to him for help and in times of crisis. Sometimes we got to just take it to the Lord. I tell people all the time when it comes to my son, God, I send him over to God. I ain't taking him back. God can handle better than I can because I, I can't. Mm-mm, I can't do this. Right, right. So, I have to pray and leave it to God because otherwise, like you said, I'll be in prison or somebody's going to be dead because <laughs> I'm not going to deal with it no more. And I'm too old to go to prison. So you know what I'm saying? So I can't they, deal when with they, it. When they said orange is a new black, I can't do justice. Right? Now, when I was younger, 18, 19, even though I ain't glorifying jail because I'm ain't, i not jail material. But, um, my temper, my temper, my temper. I, I had to do my that. Time. Now, when we start talking about these things, and um, and it says, what does why we talked about when we talk about hope and hard times? Because we want things to be better. We really do. And it says, put your hope in Christ, for He will never disappoint you. See, we lead to men. We want other people to do things for us, but we got to put our hope in. Christ. Be steadfast in prayer. You know, sometimes we talk about prayer. Girl, I'm sitting up here on Instagram. There's so many people on my, my reel because I just posted stuff and I keep getting these ding, 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 ding. I got to get acclimated with this social media thing. But when we put our hope in Christ and be steadfast in prayer and hope for the best, especially in hard times through prayer, humility, Hope and thanksgiving, we must make our request known to God. Uh-huh. I'm grateful for the few days he was sober. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. But when I noticed I started getting crazy text messages, and I started noticing things. I'm looking at, okay, it's my text me. I noticed it. I already knew he was in trouble. All he had to do was go to a meeting talk to somebody. I knew it was his father's birthday. He didn't even have that kind of relationship with his dad. But to him, it gave him an excuse to drink. But you ain't got no excuse like that. And then you want to take it out on your son? I told him, you got to break the cycle. Break that generational curse. I will not let you destroy my grandson. That I'm not going to do. Now, when we start talking about how does God help us in the trouble, God's word, notice with the promises, teaches us to have faith in God during hard times. He tells us not to worry, to pray, and he will give us peace like you cannot imagine. He tells us that he is there for us in the trenches, and even after the struggle, he will strengthen and calm us. To be honest with you, me just reading it, I can truly say where my calmness came from. Uh-huh. I didn't even know I was that calm until my niece told me yesterday. Uh-huh. When she told me what she, she was like, Auntie, you was just too calm. You were so calm, I was scared. <laughs> right, right. I want to retract something I said. I want to go back and say, uh, uh, as adult children, grown kids, you can socialize with your kids, mm-hmm. but don't bring them up at 14, 15, and 16, calling them out their names and then drinking with them, and that's when it turns around and backfires. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to retract that. Mm-hmm. And you know what, though, Linda? My kids are 37, 30, I think he should be 35. 
I still won't do it, even in their right, 30s. Right. Because they see you differently. Now, if you at a wedding or you at an event, see, some individuals can drink, some individuals get drunk. Right. Now, if you are, and, and you don't have a problem with addiction, and to me, alcohol is just poison. I'm not going to promote it, but I know people think they grow and they go do what they want to do. But when it's I used to smell rocks. You, you what? I didn't hear what you say. That wasn't me. Somebody said I used to sell rocks. Gilbert, did you just say that? Oh, my God. <laughs> I just heard somebody say I used to sell rocks. I'm like, what the heck? I didn't end up there. I didn't, I didn't end up. I didn't end up. I didn't end up in there. It wasn't an addiction. Why I met you? Because I got caught with a cat. You know what I mean? I was trying to get rid of it. Got you. Okay. So, but the thing is, you were trying to get rid of it because you were going through some trouble times. You were going through some financial stuff. I tell individuals that a drug dealer is addicted to the money, like the user is addicted to the substance. It's still an addiction. And I knew Gilbert, whether you guys realize it or not. I knew who the dealers were and who the users were, and I would also let the users know in the program, if you have a problem, come to me. Because I knew Mike had a problem the whole time. But my, this was my thing. You ain't got to worry about P.O. You ain't got, uh-uh. If somebody is coming to me to get some help, and if I had somebody in my program trying to sell them some dope, uh-uh, it was not going to go well. And I had a oh, no, no, no. that where I had a that was trying to brag about what he was. Girl, when I when, that, when my counselor told me, she said, "Jeanette, we need you to talk to." Her. I ain't seen that man since. I scared the bejeebies out that man. Let the, <laughs> that man that man didn't know that side of me. You coming in my office with a big old sack of money? You know, you you mess you can mess around and get jacked. And then I'm noticing that when people got a drug test, I'm finding pee bags in the parking lot, but everybody testing positive but you. Do you not know I know you the corporate? So, girl, Linda, he tried to test my gangster. He really tried to test my gangster. So, but no, and it's sad because I understand the mentality of both. I really do. But that don't make it right. Being a drug dealer doesn't give people a rite of passage or make them any better than anybody else because you're taking a risk on your life and you're setting people up, including your children, your children. So, and you know, Lynn, I don't know if you remember my son's father, but he was the one that ran up in y'all house and was shooting with them kids up in that house. I don't remember him. I don't. Do you remember the incident? Uh, Do you remember when some people from the front hood ran up in, in Sue's house shooting? I remember they was on the street shooting. And Dupree, I was so mad at Dupree. Dupree shot him in the thigh. I said, Dupree. What year was, you know you what year was this? You shoot him in the thigh. No, 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 
No, I, no, I know when, when they got shot, I was living in Ocean oh, Park. Yeah, okay. When okay. they went up in Sue's house shooting that time, I wasn't living in Oceanside, and my mom called me and told me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They came up in the house, and Dupree shot him in the leg, shot him in the thigh. See it in the thigh, really? You know you could have. Girl, yeah. Yeah. Sure did. It it was a mess. It, It was a mess. So my thing is, and Gilbert, you saying that, and it's not to glorify it because you know how much trouble you've been in and living that type of lifestyle. And, you know, whether it's a person having difficulties with domestic violence, intimate partner relationships, um, drug and alcohol addictions and use, and it's a mess. It, It is really a mess. Now, when we talk about what does God say about worry and stress, because a lot of times people worry and they stress about things. And I kind of put that out there. It says, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And at the peace, God, which suppresses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind. So sometimes we'll be worrying about the wrong things. Now, we've got another call that's calling in. Let me lock this person on. That's true. That's another thing. Um, hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Person's Predicament, number in in four one. What do you want to share as we talk about troubled times? And I'm providing some Bible verses to try to help individuals to calm themselves down and find some type of peace or solace. So what do you want to add to this show? It's, it's, it's Sean Cook. I'm just listening. Okay. Sean. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm late. Welcome. Okay, Sean. Okay, Sean. Okay. Okay, Gilbert, don't act like that, please. Please don't act like that, Gilbert. Um, when you talk about troubled times, Sean, what are some of the things that you've seen in the world and you also in the church in regards to the book of Revelation and some of the things that you're seeing? Because I know you're trying to help a child, too, that has, you know, we try to do the best that we can. But what are you seeing in regards to all of this? I was muting the phone uh-huh. at the same time. Uh, I'm here. I'm here. My phone was muted. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to just go in reference to, like you said, taking care of, um, um, you know, a child in, in the system. It's, um, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult dealing with the biological parents and the, you know, when they're uncooperative with the, you know, with the things mm-hmm. that they're supposed to do to um, get back to these children. And um, when you're the parent that's taking care of them, you, you don't know how to comfort them, uh, you know, in, in that instance, you know, so the kids are feeling um, abandoned and mm-hmm. it kind of seems like that it falls back on you because, you know, they're mad at everything, including you, and you're trying to help them, but you don't mm-hmm. know how to comfort them in that. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, then the the parents get themselves together when it's a little bit too late or try to get themselves together, I should say. And um, then that, you know, when you have kids this long, that disrupts them again in a whole different way. So it's, 
if you know that that's, that's a lot of trouble it's a, a lot of anxiety for you, yourself as well as the kids and mostly on the kids mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of what I'm going through right now Mm-hmm. Well, because you know why? There's no consistency. There's no consistency and no stability, and the kids don't know who to trust. And see, now we're learning to listen to these kids. Before, we didn't listen to the children because we thought they're just kids, and they don't know what's going on. But no, these kids know what's going on. Like I said, when I saw my grandson's face, and I'm looking at my Son, oh, you will not hurt this baby. That you not go do. So we got to protect our children. We have to educate our children. We have to guide them. But then when they become adults, yeah, they're going to go in whatever direction they want to go into. But we have to do our part, and we got to trust and believe in God to help guide us to make sure we're guiding them in the right direction. You know, I was talking about they were saying that their brother was upset with their mom for talking about or praying for his children. And I said, well, maybe the mama needs to pray in silence. You know, but apparently the brother must be mad at God about something or disappointed and felt that he didn't get something he wanted, and that's when these things happen. But when you're in trouble, you want somebody that you know can help you out. When I'm sitting here, it's like going off and on, keep clicking off. I'm just like, ooh, okay. So now when we talk about praying, does praying help when we are stressed? Now, I think so. Okay, wait, wait. I'm getting different, I'm getting different opinions. Lynn said it helps me. Sean said, yeah. What did you say, Gilbert? It gives you a little bit of hope, please. Gives you a little bit of hope. Okay. All right. Prayer is an easy way to reduce stress. Simply addressing your thoughts and your concerns to a higher power. But interestingly, research has found that the way a person views the, the, they call it, or defies their prayer, it has to have an impact on their mental health. You know, because putting it out there like that and you pray it and you believe it and you fast it, and you're working it all together, it may not happen. The change may not happen when you want to happen. It happens, but it don't mean. When it says it's going to work out for his good, that don't mean your good. It'll be for his good and for his glory. But sometimes we want it to work out for ours. You know, we like, Lord, don't take this person out of my life. Lord, my mama, 99 years old, I don't want her to go nowhere. She's 99 years old. She don't even know she's here. You know, so sometimes we got to make sure that we got our stuff together and not be selfish, too. And we got to learn how to trust in God. Lynn, what do you want the listeners to know before we end the show today? I just want to say, pray that they keep their eyes open and be aware of your surroundings because the spirit and the people that's moving today, you don't know where they're coming from. They will stab you. On, so just keep, just keep, your, keep your eyes open. And keep praying up to God, please, people. And keep look around for your surroundings. Just look around. I don't give a darn if you're just going to the stove. Be aware of your surroundings. Yeah, we got to pay attention. Got to pay attention. Because yeah. everybody, like I said, he's serious. I walked in my house. Honey, I don't know who my son was, but he was not who he was when I left. 
Um, Sean, what do you want the listeners to know with Trouble Times? Faith works. I got stuff with stuff in and that's Them two words, faith. Mm-hmm. The people don't understand how much faith faith um, plays on, plays into our everyday life. Just faith. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, um, Gilbert. What do you want the listeners to know? Everything, man. Um, I don't even know where to start. Dude. Oh, you're like in my mind thinking about my stuff. I will say this. I know when I'm stirred in my spirit or going through some things, I like listening to gospel music. When I'm listening to the music, it brings me a sense of joy. I like to just sit back and just listen to the sound of the music and the words. Even when I share so many things with clients, the words, I tell them, don't focus on religion. Don't think about what your preacher did when you were two and all this other stuff. Focus on the word. That's it, right there. The word. And it just gives you a sense of peace that you know that it's going to be okay. When, we, when I listen to He Favored Me or What You Said with Johnny McKirkland or Smile with Kirk Franklin, it just gives me a sense of peace to let me know. This right here is temporary. I know that I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. Yeah, I gotta be careful. Yeah, I gotta be aware, but I'm not gonna be paranoid because I know God got me. I know I'm covered. I'm covered. And it was like I was telling um Jerome when he was like talking to my mama, thinking my mama was a spirit. I said, No, that ain't my mama. I said it's my friend Zay. I said because Zay has always protected me when it came to relationships. He always, he would run people out of my life. Girl, I, could, I couldn't even have a boyfriend with Zay. They'd run them off. So Zay, girl, hunt me from the dead. <laughs> really? So when we talk about angels protecting you and covering you, we got to do more covering of other people, praying for them, and not praying against them. So I want to thank you guys for listening. And you know it's interesting because we didn't get a lot of callers, but I'm looking at my um, – Instagram, real, go to that thing, it says click, 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 click. I'm like, good Lord. So if they didn't hear the show as it was looked like it was messing up, you know, um, Lynn, for the past hour, this thing is still saying, please load it. Please wait. I don't, girl, I don't even know if it was a show. But even if, would yeah, you want to follow with me? Would you say, Sean? I had a hard time too because I was trying to do it from the, I think like the little app I was uh, I signed in and it just kept glitching out. I couldn't hear anything. That's what Will said. So somehow you mm-hmm. called and got through, but I don't know if it recorded it, but it's on Facebook Live. So if you mm-hmm. miss the show, they can go on Facebook Live. I'll make sure when I press the button, it don't click off because I've done that before too. So. Remember, if you're going through troubled times, trust in your God. We can't be dependent on the president. Can't be dependent on all these other people. Can't be dependent on your husband. We can all work together. Go back to your rock. Go back to your first love. So, again, thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments. Till Monday.
Take care and be safe. Bye-bye. Be blessed, Jeanette. I'll see you, Sean. Bye, Gilbert. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.